0: My name is Jillian Perrick, but my friends call me Jill. I'm a lover of all things orange chocolate, think One Tree Hill is way better than the OC. And as a person who stutters, I strive to empower women with invisible disabilities to go after their dreams, just like I did. I'm a mindset coach specializing in imposter syndrome, helping women overcome their inner imposter with my master's in psychology and my certification in neuro linguistic programming, hypnosis, EFT tapping, and time techniques. And this is the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. This podcast is for you if you're an entrepreneurial woman trying to navigate the online space with a lot of passion and a lot of uncertainty. If you feel like your ideas are unoriginal, that your message isn't necessary or important, or like you're a complete and total fraud, then you've come to the right place. This podcast will take you from imposter to empowered with ninja-like brain hacks, easy to implement strategies, and uplifting real talk to make you feel like everything you want is in reach. Find me on Instagram at yourcoachjill to let me know how much you loved this episode once you're done listening. Time to kick that inner imposter to the curb. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. My name is Jillian Perrick and I am a mindset coach. You can find me on Instagram at yourcoachjill. Literally, nobody calls me Jillian. People from work, from my full-time job. My parents, when they're mad at me, my grandparents, but honestly, nobody calls me Jillian. I think I like to use it in like a professional sense, like, hi, my name's Jillian, but most people call me Jill. So anyway, so you can find me on Instagram at yourcoachjill, on Pinterest at yourcoachjill, and I'm a mindset coach. I specialize in imposter syndrome, and I am certified in neuro-linguistic programming, hypnosis, EFT, time techniques, and also somatic and energy work such as Reiki and breath work. So I was driving. I always get my best ideas while I was driving. I was just thinking about like relatability and how I very often share my like real raw experiences with my audience. So I... I'm never one to use really vague examples whenever I'm talking about something. I use like my own life and like something that I've experienced and that I'm struggling with. And even if I'm currently struggling with that, like I'll be very open and transparent with my clients because I really do believe that it is important that people really need to hear that they're not alone. And that's because shame our default setting. Shame is what we resort to because it was how we were raised. Like a lot of this generation was raised on shame. I think about the time where I went to the grocery store with my family and I stole like one of those tape gum things. It was pink, obviously. And it was like the tape gum and I stole it. And I think I was like eight or something. And I showed my sister in the car, like took it out of my pocket. I was like, look what I did. When my parents found out, they obviously shamed me, like, this is what bad people do, you're bad, blah, blah, blah. They were just worried that their daughter was gonna be a fucking thief. They weren't thinking that, like, okay, we shouldn't tell her she's bad, we should just be like, this behavior is bad. But of course, they're not doing anything maliciously, they were doing what they knew best, and they just didn't want their daughter to grow up to be a criminal, which is pretty hilarious if you think about it. Me stealing pink tape gum, but shame. Is how a lot of people have grown up on learning what is right or wrong or what is bad or good. And it's because we learn the shoulds and the shouldn'ts. And when the shouldn't comes into play, and again, this is a cognitive distortion in terms of you should do this, you should do that, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. When shouldn't comes into play, you start playing around with shame in terms of being like, you shouldn't do this, but if you do, you're bad. Or if you do, you're not nice or you're selfish or you're greedy or whatever it is. And the thing is, is shame is internalized. We very rarely talk about things that we are shameful about. When we do shadow work, it's really bringing to light those things that like we all have these thoughts in terms of being jealous or being afraid or being anxious, but unless you have someone to talk to about it or unless you start opening up and like lifting the veil on the things that you internalize because we have a lot of thoughts running through our head all day and everybody else outside of you most likely will never know how many thoughts you have a day or what those thoughts are. This can promote a lot of shame when we're thinking things or doing things that we think no one else is doing or thinking. I'll never be good enough this isn't working for me, or I'm feeling this way, I'm thinking this way, nobody else thinks or feels this way. That's why social media is so good there's there's bad things about social media of course but there's also really good things in terms of just the relatability like I open TikTok and I see video of somebody who's talking about intrusive thoughts or what they're thinking about their relationship or what they're thinking about their business and I'm like oh my god I'm not the only person who had that thought even like simple things like habits that we do or stuff that we pick up we think oh I'm the only person who deals with this or I'm the only person who thinks this and then we don't verbalize it but social media has been such a beautiful thing in terms of being like oh my god this person is experiencing the exact same things that i have i'm i'm not alone and i think that's why i'm so honest and so transparent with my audience and with my clients because What helped me is seeing people who were going through the same things as me and were verbalizing it and being like, I understand where you're coming from. This is what's happening for me too. And it gave me permission to like accept myself, to validate myself. Now we all want to get to the place where we eventually validate and give ourselves permission, but we're also never taught to do that. As we grow up, we look for external validation. We look for that external praise to be okay, to be given permission, and it doesn't stop in adulthood, and especially when you start doing something like owning a business. Your external validation is really in those vanity metrics online or it's somebody paying you or it's somebody saying, I'm so glad to be working with you. That is the kind of permission and validation that we crave. And when it comes to the permission and the validation that what we're thinking and feeling isn't weird or it isn't abnormal, when we see other people doing those things or thinking those things and bringing them to light we kind of like we kind of just like breathe a weight is lifted off our shoulders to see that we're like we're not the only ones and it gives us permission to step forward and deal with it instead of internalizing it and trying to push it down or repress it which is again why we do stuff like shadow work because it helps us bring those things to light When you bring something dark inside of you to light, you allow yourself to release it, to let it go. You take its power away. That's how I felt too with my stutter. I spent so long like trying to hide it and repress it thinking, well, you know, I just won't bring it up. I'll just pretend like I'm normal, pretend that it's not there it just got worse, like the anxiety got worse because I was constantly internalizing it and never really thinking. Like, it's a different experience for me to go through a drive-through than it is for one of my friends. It's a different experience for me to go to a party than it is for one of my friends. Of course, there's social anxiety and all that stuff, but for me, there's another layer to it and I would never verbalize that. I would never say to my friends, I have a really hard time introducing myself in person. Can you introduce me? I could never say that because of the shame that I was internalizing about myself and about being unable to say my fucking name to somebody who's right in front of me. It's so easy on camera, but in front of other people, it's just a whole nother level. And shame keeps you in the thought spiral. Shame keeps you in that negative loop of I'm having these thoughts, I'm having these feelings, I shouldn't be having these thoughts or feelings. What... Am I making it mean that I'm having these thoughts and feelings? I can't say anything. I need to act like everything's okay. I think, again, that's why I am so honest and transparent with my audience because I don't want anybody to feel how I felt. I don't want anybody to feel like they're not heard or that they're not validated or that they're alone because... It's funny that we're all unique beings, but we are all so similar. And the law of divine oneness says that we are all one. And I truly believe that on some level, we all have the same thoughts and feelings. We all have those feelings of fear or anxiety or worry or jealousy or shame. And to pretend that we don't, to pretend that we're enlightened or that we're over something. Like something I see all the time on my Instagram is... I'll put up a really good post about shame or fear or imposter syndrome or whatever, and I'll get those engagement comments of, oh, I used to deal with this, but I don't anymore. And my response to this is, obviously, I know that you're just trying to get engagement up for yourself, whatever. But I also respond like, oh, imposter syndrome is something that I still am up against Fear is something that comes up for me often. Why are we pretending like we don't have these things that come up? I mean, it's amazing that we have tools like NLP to help like release this stuff too. Like it's just next level to be able to release stuff like fear and anger and sadness. And my life has been totally changed by NLP and highly recommend if you're in any of my programs or you want to be in any of my programs, you will get the magic of NLP. I don't know about you, but I'm an imposter syndrome expert and I still deal with imposter syndrome. I think that's what makes me an expert because I know what it feels like to be completely qualified and capable and competent, but the beliefs that I have about myself literally made me think that I wasn't capable or qualified or competent. I still have times where I'm like, fuck, do I even know what I'm doing? And when you're working with one type of person, it's really easy to like have a flow and think you know everything and blah, blah, blah. But working with people as a coach can be really difficult because you're working with so many different personalities. And especially if you're in the like personal development realm, oh my God, something you really have to do is like depersonalize a person's hardships from their results. Like if they're not getting results, you really have to separate it because this shit's hard. So I think the important thing that I wanted to get across was that it is so much better for you to be real and authentic with anybody you come into contact with and let them really see the real you because chances are you're giving somebody else permission or validation to be even more themselves. And that can feel really difficult depending on who you're around. But the thing is, is we're all just putting up a wall. We're all just putting up this defensiveness, hoping to seem cool or seem whatever, because we're afraid to feel the feelings of rejection or shame. And Again, shame is like our default setting for a lot of people. It takes a lot of work to program yourself to meet yourself with compassion instead of shame. And that is like an ongoing journey for me and for my clients in terms of defaulting to compassion and telling yourself like it's okay that that you're having these thoughts or these feelings. It's okay that you're having a tough week. It's okay that you didn't work out at all this week. Like you're okay. Have compassion for yourself. That is what will combat shame. And I used to like laugh at it. I used to be like, yeah, yeah, I know. I got to be nice to myself, lol. But the way you speak to yourself and the way that you talk to yourself in your head, you are the closest person to you. Imagine having a Siamese twin who was constantly berating you. You're not good enough and your body looks ugly and and you're not a good coach and who's going to think you're qualified? You'd be like, well, you shut the fuck up. You wouldn't tolerate it from somebody who was that close to you. So why do you tolerate it with yourself? The thing is, is sometimes we layer shame on top of shame. So we think to ourselves, oh, you should feel more qualified and capable. You must be a fraud. And then we think like, no, I'm not a fraud. I need to be nice to myself. I'm doing the best that I can. But if you are mean to yourself and if you put some gas in your car, then you'll be motivated and then you'll try harder and then you really will get what you want. Sometimes we just like put, it's like a shame sandwich. Like sometimes we like act like we're meeting ourselves with compassion but it's because we think that the shame is serving us the thing is is we think that the shame is serving us we think that the shame is helping us achieve something just like imposter syndrome you think that you feeling like an imposter is actually helping you because you think it helps you work harder you think it helps you show up you think it helps you do things despite fear But what it's actually doing is it's bringing you down. It's bringing down your vibration. It's bringing you down in terms of berating you. It's kind of like a dance teacher or I'm thinking for some reason I'm thinking of fucking Dance Moms with Abby Lee. Like imagine the emotional trauma that those girls have experienced from being berated by Abby Lee. When you can have a coach who is empowering and uplifting and positive, especially during very formative years and see a different impact on that person and on yourself. When you come from an empowering place, you still want to get the motivation going. You still want to be productive. You still want to do all those things. But the thing is, is you think that you can't do that with compassion. You think that you need shame or guilt or imposter syndrome to push you forward. When in reality, you do need the compassion. It's just you have to show yourself more of it in order to have it become a pattern, have it become a habit. And if it feels like you're really resisting against the positive thoughts or against the compassionate thoughts, I always use this, um, it's like a skiing metaphor. And if you're going down the hill, you're used to this grooved, perfectly grooved path of like berating yourself and talking To yourself terribly. You're so used to that grooved path because in your brain, we have those neural pathways that help you navigate life because it's so used to you speaking to yourself that way. It's just a default path. So, changing the way you speak to yourself and changing the way that you think and move and act is going to feel difficult. You're going to feel that resistance, but that's okay. Just remember that it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be an automatic thing to change your thoughts and change your behaviors and change your actions but the more you do it the more you get used to it and the more your brain gets used to it and it becomes a pattern and we need to step away from defaulting to shame because you have that secondary gain you have that belief that it's working for you and it's not it's working against you it's bringing you down you think that it helps you, you think that it motivates you, when in reality, it just makes you feel worse and brings you down. And then it's harder to get back into that higher, more elevated vibration. So I hope you guys loved this. Thank you so much for watching. You can hit the subscribe button for more content, and you can follow me on Instagram at Your Coach Joe. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And again, if you're wanting to release those limiting beliefs and pull back the veil on the things that may be hindering your success and stopping you from achieving what you really want to achieve in your life and in your business, the From Imposter to Empowered course is only $197 and you get 15% off with the coupon code FITE Podcast. Again, you get 15% off the from Imposter to Empowered course using the coupon code FIT podcast at the link in my show notes. See you guys later. Thanks so much for listening to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. Leave a review so I can continue to make amazing free content for you guys. And speaking of free content, you can go to the link in my show notes and download my free 30 day journaling prompt workbook to help you overcome your inner imposter and attract the abundance you deserve. And finally, screenshot this episode and share it to your Instagram story, tagging me at your coach Jill, so I can share it on my page. See you next time.